0: My name is Marcel Direct. Welcome to Parent Talks. I serve as pastor of Faith Formation at Gateway Community Church and your host for this podcast series where we will explore the book Habits of the Household by author Justin whitwell Erie. All right, welcome um, to chapter three of the book, our third podcast on Habits of the Household. Um, You know we all think our children are perfect. Um, But there are times where they're not and we have to have some discipline. Um, You know, we need to do some correction with our children. And uh, that's what chapter 3 is all about is discipline and what that looks like and how proper discipline can become a habit. uh, A proper habit on how we can do this and perhaps how we should not discipline our children. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about uh, for the next half hour. Welcome back to Monica, Sheena and Dan uh, who will lead our conversation and share insights into their parenting and how they have disciplined or have not disciplined or maybe should not have disciplined uh, their children over the last number of years and we look forward to the conversation. But as per usual, I will begin by reading the main theme um, for the chapter which is on page 91 if you have the book. And uh, I'll read that, and we'll just kind of springboard off of that. And Monica, I'll ask you to start that, and uh, we'll go from there. So here's the main thought on Chapter 3 of Habits of the Household on Discipline. It says, ordinary moments of discipline can, be, can build a life of discipleship. But discipline often becomes about our controlling our kids' behavior. Habits help interpret bad instincts of control and anger and build new patterns of love and discipleship of the heart. And then it says, just right under that, it says, this is the radical job of parents, to take the ordinary moments of discipline and stitch them together in a life of discipleship. Monica, what are your thoughts on that? Get us started on this particular topic of discipline.
1: Yeah, this this chapter definitely struck a chord with me. Um, I love how the author laid out just all the, um, like on page's, 74, 75, 76, he gives all these examples of um, what we think and our gut reaction and then what the mistake is and how we can change that. And every single one of them, I was like, I did that. <laughs> yes, <yep. laughs> all the gut reactions of like that, you know, this is an insult to me personally when they're misbehaving or like even, even like brushing off their misbehavior because you don't want to deal with it or all of it, like the entire range. And, and I thought it was so real. I really appreciated everything he said. Um, and I love, I love the, the way he describes, usually our reaction is we want to control the situation. Mm. Yes. And, and I just, it was a real aha moment for me because I, I, I think, yeah, nobody really teaches you how to be a parent no. other than your own parents, or you know, and obviously they weren't perfect either, but you don't learn when they're little, okay, this is how you discipline, and this is how to like and and so you learn as you do and and you do make lots of mistakes and and I think our natural instinct is to try to control the situation because then you feel less out of control, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I just appreciated everything he had to say, and then at the end, his that pyramid of of ways to build in habits so that you don't go with your gut instinct Mm. and because as i was reading i'm like yeah that's all fan and dandy to say well instead of this you should do this and it's like but in the moment like sometimes you're like white hot angry (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) and and frustrated Mm. and and like he said many times too it's never a convenient time it's not like it's not like the kids can't plan it yeah Yeah, yeah. you don't plan it um but anyway, then then at the end of the chapter, I just yeah, it was a really good chapter.
0: Monica, before we uh, add to that, can, um, can you just read for our listeners um, some of those, uh, what we think in our reaction? Sure, um, yeah. Perhaps even our mistake that goes with it. One or two, just so that our listeners can kind of hear what you're talking about there and just maybe they can resonate with that.
1: Yeah, so it's a whole uh, table that he includes starting on page 73, and it's instincts in moments of discipline. So what we think. So for example, what we think... They are doing this on purpose. And our reaction is then anger directed at them. And then he says the mistake is that this is an overdeveloped view of their fallenness. Our children are sinful fools in the most proverbial sense of the term. Yes, but they are also image bearers in need of discipleship. In our exhaustion, we may think that their repeated disobedience is a personal assault intended to keep us from ever being happy fight against that lie, he says. And I think, yeah, like that, I have so found myself in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then other ones, what we think, this is an insult to me personally, or um, what we think, there's nothing wrong, they meant the best, so then you dismiss and ignore it. And, and I think, yeah, I've also done that. And then this one, too, this one really hit hard, what we think, I even put a little sad face beside this one. Um, oh. I want them to... F- feel pain and shame for what they've done, then they'll learn. And our reaction is revenge or abuse, even. Um, Yeah, And, and he says, remember that the biblical concept of discipline begins and ends with God's love, not with his anger. So physical or emotional consequences may have a useful place as tools of discipline, but they're never meant to be vents for our own anger. They have to come after we've done the work to manage our own anger and frustration. And then he just goes on with all these other ones, like I'm frustrated and exhausted. Um, This moment is really inconvenient. Like it's just, it's all just really real, real true Mm
0: -hmm. things. It's very practical stuff there. Yeah, I think we can all find ourselves in those pages somewhere.
1: But he says, if I could just Mm -hmm. say one more thing, after that table, he says, note all of the above mistaken instincts have something in common. When we see our children as problems to manage instead of image bearers to be discipled, we end up making moments of discipline about our convenience instead of their discipleship. And that was like, yeah. Yep. Right there. The nutshell.
2: I have that underlined as well. Just it's so interesting on how discipline and discipleship are so cl- closely similar when you're reading the words, so it's going to sound different in a podcast. But like discipline and discipleship like I've never thought about how those two words could be so similar and really how it is about discipleship and just being like, well, we believe that we are born sinful, so therefore what what did we expect of our kids, right? And we are constantly trying to teach um, the better way or, you know, where their heart is and that's... um, what that table shows and then later that pyramid of talking about the loving authority and working towards confession and understanding that your heart was wrong and going to reconciliation and those steps and that's where the habit comes in to work with those but yes this chapter goes from talking about how discipline you like, are hoping like, okay, I want a uh, list of, okay, my kid does this. This should be the punishment, <laughs> right? Like that's <laughs> what you want to find in a parenting book where totally. it's like, what do I do? If the kid hits another kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then find the answer, but it's all about figuring out like the heart of it and talking about, like it's again, conversation and discipleship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But discipline is about putting limits in place, mm-hmm. Right helping our kids to understand the limits of what's right and what's not right, um, which is kind of how life treats is going to be treating our kids. So talk a little bit about um, the importance in your home. Because I know some homes are um, against discipline, right? There has been a lot sure. of talk about what is discipline, what is allowed to discipline. And even before we started this podcast, we were kind of joking about Discipline and what works, what doesn't work, what's not allowed, what we can talk about, what we can and cannot say. Yeah. Um, so something we know there are families that say discipline shouldn't happen. We're just gonna give our kids free reign. They're just gonna figure it out on their own by their own mistakes. And other families are very much, you, you live by the rule, right? And that's it. Um, talk a little bit about that, about the importance of discipline in your own home and what that, not, not how you discipline, but kind of an overall thought. What did that look like? Um, So the importance and how did that look like in your home?
3: Hmm. I mean, I was sharing earlier a a funny story that I remember um, growing up um, that kind of relates to the discipline, you know, at our house when we were growing up. Um, We were sitting around the dinner table and, you know, me and my siblings, there was uh, four of us, you know, in a five-year span. And so... The dinner table was always chaos. There was always something hitting the floor. There was always, you know, milk spilled, whatever, right? And so one day, you know, my dad sits down at the table and he goes, that's it. I've had enough of this. The next person who, you know, makes something fall on the floor, they're going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of us kids are kind of like, all right, you know, let's, you know, nobody wants this. So we're praying and, you know, sure enough, my dad kind of shuffles his elbow and off goes his fork. It clatters on the floor, <laughs> right? And so you know, he kind of says amen, and then we all kind of sit there and look at him, look at my mom, look at him, look at my mom, <laughs> like, you know, what's, 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 <laughs> come on here, you know, and uh, yeah, so it was just, it was just a, that's always a, a great, a funny example story for me of, of, you know, a little bit, you know, what, what happens kind of when you, you take discipline a little bit too far, and you're, you kind of lay down the law, and go like, that's it, you know, and you sort of become a, a little dictator, so to speak, right, and that's not really what, what discipline is about, right, discipline isn't about, the punishment right it's about correcting correcting the action um you know figuring out where where wrong you know why did we go wrong how do we do it better next time like all those things are part of that process discipline isn't just the the doling out of the punishment so to speak right so Mm
1: -hmm. i think um he kind of addresses that in habit one this idea of like a little bit in society we're swinging towards just let the kids make their decisions and we shouldn't be coming down hard on them, but in on page 77 in Habit 1, um, He says, authority intervenes with loving strength. It's the opposite of sitting on the sideline and making a request. And I I just... I love it because he says, we are not politely petitioning our children to consider our point of view. We are parenting them. And I'm like, yes. Like, there's so many times in the grocery store or, like, in school or anywhere where you're like, I I wish that would happen more. Like, um, and he says, for their sake, we need to embrace the reality that we are in charge. And that is exactly what they need. And I think... I think it's really a fine line between we're in charge. We're not controlling them, but we are in charge mm-hmm. of them. And they need, they need direction. They need discipline, but it's discipleship, not...
3: I mean, I've, yeah. I've always found, too, like even my kids, they thrive when they sort of know the boundaries and know what to expect. Yeah. Right? If you can give them sort of a framework or, a, you know, whatever, you know, a framework of, of these are the boundaries, these are, you know, the things that are acceptable, these are what's not... And once you sort of know where those boundaries are, then they're fine, Mm -hmm. right? I, um, you know, it's funny because I used to, this, um, I went to school on this um, property and there was always a fence, you know, around the swamp. And, you know, that fence was always there. But if you didn't go looking for the fence, you never knew it was there and it never bothered you. And it wasn't until someone said, don't go by the fence. Everyone's like, ooh, the fence, right? (laughs) You know, and I think that's sort of, again, sort of like discipline and rules is like, you know, if you set up proper boundaries and framework and everybody kind of, you know, stays within those, then you don't necessarily have to, it's, yeah, it's, then you can sort of thrive within that, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think they're, they're kids wouldn't thrive without the fences, Mm -hmm. right? Because then it's just chaos and they can just kind of fall into dangerous places right the fences
2: are up for safety exactly right and so there are things in society we want to protect our kids from character wise and physical wise and emotionally wise right so we put so so to say fences in place and when it comes time to tell them that the fences are there or not right then you manage it but it's going to look very different from my experience with my two-year-old right now and Monica's experience with 18 year olds. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, little kids, little problems, right? Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was reading some of his things and I'm like, yep, that worked when they were little. Yes. <laughs> like the right. brotherly hug. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, he, I, I like that he pushes everything back to reconciliation. And I, I, I think that's a really good framework to work with when you're thinking of discipline it's not about the actual, like, punishment or consequence. It's more about the result of it, which is hopefully reconciliation and right relationship. Um, but it's hard. It's yes. hard when they're little to make them understand that, but when they're older, it's hard to get the buy-in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Mm. And yes. And it, and without them just basically sneering and saying, that's lame. Right. Right? And And just laughing it off or... Or just, and you think, I'm really sinking in here. Is anything actually working? <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think it's it's something that has to adapt as your kids get older. And that's parenting all the time, that's, right? Yes. Just as you, soon as you figure something out when they're babies, then they're toddlers. And you got to figure out something else. <laughs> and yeah. then you figure out, okay, now I got it. I'm, I'm an expert now. And then suddenly they're pre preteen And you're like, whoa, <laughs> here yes. we go again. And yeah. that's true with discipline. So true. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's always f- like my my son and my middle daughter, you know, some days they're best of friends and some days they scrap like cats and dogs. And it's, uh, you know, it's always trying to find that balance, right? Like, you know, they're they're scrapping it out. It's like, okay, you know, sit them both down. Like, you know, what's going on? What happened? And, well, he took this from me. And, well, you said you weren't going to, you know, come play with me. And, you know, they do their thing, right? It's like, okay, well, let's just hold on, right? Like, you know, let's figure out what's going on, figure out why you know why because you guys were playing fine two minutes ago and you guys are best friends (laughs) like what what (laughs) happened in two minutes that you know the world is ending like this is you know um so like i find that that is you know for them that's effective right just to kind of sit down and hash it out and and then you know hug each other and and move on and then they can go back to playing lego and having a great time whereas my eldest daughter you look at her sideways and she'll melt into a puddle Mm -hmm. right so so you, you can't use the same tactics, the same strategies for, for all the kids, right? Like it's totally dependent on, on yeah. the kid as well, for sure.
1: Absolutely,
2: Yeah.
0: Page 87 of the book. Um, if you have your books, turn to page 87. Um, there's a line there that I have underlined because I, I think sometimes there is a danger in discipline that we discipline out of anger. Yes. Right? And it says, anger is not a sign of authority, but a sign of those who fear they are losing authority. Mm. Huh. Do you experience that <laughs> as parents? Um, s- have you encountered that? Because I think anger often gets in the ways, and I think people that are probably listening uh, to this have probably crossed over that line um, to where they've disciplined out of anger. And I think after the fact, we always regret it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or I'd like to hope we we've re- we've regret disciplining out of anger. Um, but how do, how does that sit with you, that the anger is coming out of your fear of losing the authority with your children?
3: Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if my kids did what I told them to. Like, that'd be, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be wonderful, right? But obviously that doesn't happen. And so, you know, you end up, you know, the first time, the second time, the third time, the thousandth time. It's like, when are you going to figure this out? Right. Like it just gets so frustrating. And yeah, there is definitely times where you're sitting there and you're just, yeah, you're just uh, definitely just angry, not even at them, but just like, why can't you just figure this out? Right. Like why, why does this keep happening? Why Why are we having the same conversation again? Right. And yeah, like, and for me, I definitely find that it's important to, you know, you can tell sort of when you're, when you're in that moment, right? Like it, it, it feels different somehow, right? When you're kind of, when you're angry and when you, you know, um, it feels different. And so knowing that and then taking a step back and well, okay, like I don't want to be here in this moment, right? Disciplining in a, a, in a spirit of anger is not what I want to do. It's not helpful. It's not conducive to correcting the behavior. It's not going to, you know, make anything better. It's just going to make it worse. So then it's like, okay, let's step back, you know, say, all right, you know, I'm going to go take a moment and come back and I'll talk to you when, you know, I'm ready to talk to you. And when, you know, my, my son, again, you know, he gets, he gets quite worked up as well. So between the two of us, it can be a a firework show sometimes. (laughs) So it's like, all right, you take five minutes. I'm going to take five minutes. Let's come back and we'll, we'll chat when we're both ready to, to have this conversation. Right. Um, And I think that, again, has been been helpful for us is just, you know, let's not let's not, you know, pass the point of no return, so to speak. Let's Mm -hmm. let's just stop and and come back to this when we're when we're able to. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, he mentions that as habit, too. Right. Pause for a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, Give yourself that time. Talks about praying and talking to yourself, being like, how am I going to get through this? Mm -hmm. Right. Giving your because often anger will just be the first thing that comes to mind, which is what Monica talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, like you think, oh, they're doing this to test me. They're yeah. doing this just to get me angry. Yeah, they want right? to irritate me. Yeah, they <laughs> want to <it. You're>, Like <laughs> my five-year-old. Like I'll say, okay, you know, go bring that to your room. No, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, <laughs> like I actually don't care if you bring it to your room, but now you have to
3: because yeah. I <laughs> told you to, yeah. right? Like,
2: and now yeah. I have to follow through, and yeah. it becomes a whole big what thing because, way you because your
3: head. You just listened the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, do I really <laughs> yeah. care?
2: No, but. I have to follow through right and so that's where you feel like you're losing your authority Mm -hmm. which is where anger comes in which is the lie that he's just trying to figure out where the boundaries are and there are boundaries and you know going into maybe explaining why you need to do this right we're all Mm -hmm. pitching in to whatever 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 right but yeah you you almost expect more from your kids being like well i've told you that you need to listen to me so you should be doing this right so that's where anger comes in I think what like resonated me a lot with me a lot in this chapter was that discipline like nobody enjoys it it's the yeah. hardest part of yeah. parenting mm-hmm. and there's never a convenient time because you're always doing something like yeah. th- you never want to spend a moment disciplining because it's going to be interrupting something else that you're doing because you've never planned to have this disciplining moment Yeah. Right. And it's
1: usually when you are busy that they act up the most because they're responding to your chaos. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's actually always at the most inopportune times that you end up having to deal with this.
3: Yeah. And you can't say like, I'll discipline you later when it's appropriate. You know, it doesn't (laughs) work either. Right. Like, no. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So like really, if you're after reading this chapter, I've just tried to always think, yep, this is not the best time, but I have to do it, mm-hmm. right? And just really trying not to go out of anger because I'm upset that I have to leave XYZ to go do this. But that's, that's my job. That's what I have to do right now. Yeah. And leaving whatever tasks that I'm leaving and not being upset because they took me away from that task, it's because that's what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And that has helped with anger. It's
1: such a selfless job though parenting right like (laughs) yes (laughs) because and that's hard like I I read this and I thought yeah he's right he's so right in all of it but it's so hard like and and we're tired and we have a lot of other things going on and so yeah it's I think I think there's probably a lot of parents out there and I think we can relate to them who are like yeah I want to be this parent I want to be the one who pauses and and brings them to reconciliation and uses all these things. But how do you... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just really real that a lot of parents mess up. And and he talks in there. I love that, too. To apologize. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, That's huge. To that be able to huge. apologize to your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For your kids to hear you say, I'm sorry, is just huge. Because that brings you to that point of reconciliation again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think... That's that's a big takeaway from this chapter that I, I think is helpful too. But yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean one of the things that as I was reading this I'm not you know, I started thinking about um you know, Psalm twenty three, right, where it says your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Right. And it's like this idea like rod and a staff is not a they're not, you know, fuzzy warm things, right? They're instruments of discipline. Yeah. Right. And somehow that, you know, brings comfort right and i think that that's for me that was something yeah that i was just thinking about that like how how discipline you know when done appropriately can bring comfort and can sort of you know bring these things bring reconciliation kind of you know bring bring things to a, to a close so to speak right like it doesn't have to be you know you th- when you think about anger right? or you think about discipline right you think about homer simpson and bart right and <laughs> and it's like it doesn't have to be that right it, it yeah. can be uh it can be something you know a lot more than that right
1: yeah and and it's important to remember that we're we're disciplining our kids but we also have our father in heaven who mm-hmm. is viewing us the same way right and so so like psalm 23 it's like exactly like i'm i'm also straying from the path and need that discipline so that when you remember that then I think that maybe goes circles back to this idea of you're losing your authority and you're afraid of losing your authority, but really the ultimate authority is God's and just remembering that we're no different than our kids Mm -hmm. and we're just as sinful or or in need of discipline as they are. I I don't know for myself, that just helps to put in the mindset of, right. Okay.
2: I also need grace. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. we're all in this together. We're all in this together and and just, and in the chapter he talked about on how he Told that to his kids while he was disciplining. And I thought that was pretty moving being like, you know, I don't tell my five year old, I also get angry, Mm -hmm. but I've learned not to throw things when I'm angry, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) you know, but you could say, I also feel that way sometimes. Right. But this is, there are other ways that we need to do that. And, you know, talking about like confessing it and saying it the way it is, is also just a good spiritual discipline. And, um, Naming, right, what's happening is important. Um, and that's brought up multiple times too. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I find, especially as the kids get older and you can reason with them. I, I struggled when my kids were little because you can't reason with them. You're mm. like, you just have to listen because I need you, you to so. listen. Yes, yeah. So, right? But as they get older and you can reason with them, it can get more frustrating, but it can also get more helpful mm. because mm. then you can use things like empathy and say, hey, I get it. I know why you are wanting to do this and why you feel this way. And I, I struggle with that too. And, oh, yeah. or, you know, and it, it's, it's actually a, it can be a bridge to a relationship. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've I had a conversation by one of my kids a little while ago is reminding them that, you know, I was eight once and I tried <laughs> pulling the same stuff that they're pulling now. Right. Yeah. So like, I I get it right. You know, I tried, like I, I don't remember what they were trying to do, but it was, it was something, you know, stupid and they were, thought they were so smart and it's like no you know I've been there done that kind of thing right Mm -hmm. and then you know also like really It's like, yeah yeah like I was a kid once too like I get it you know and so having that conversation was very helpful in that moment of just you know understanding you know where they're coming from them understanding that I know where they're at Mm -hmm. and then having that conversation Mm -hmm. was very was very helpful um yeah yeah So in
0: closing, I just want to jump back to something that Monica said um, in reference to page 79, um, where Justin Early says this. It says, God is disciplining our children in these moments. But if we're honest, most of it might be about how he is disciplining us in those moments. And then I have in a box, parents need parenting. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that kind of, that struck me, right? Dan, when you talk about Psalm 23, um, how the Lord is disciplining us.
2: It's discipling.
0: Discipling, yeah. yeah. Right? But yeah. he also, yeah. I think there is still some of that disciplining that takes yes. place, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, how does that, just in, in closing, how does that sit with you? The fact that we also are being disciplined to be disciples, right? Um, and how does that affect your parenting?
2: I think the word grace just like covers the chapter and it's talked about a lot in the um introduction of the book too but just like we've mentioned it in the podcast as well it's just like you're gonna try and you're gonna mess up and try and mess up and that is what grace and god's story is all about and how you know jesus gave up his life because we can't figure it out exactly (laughs) yeah and that's very redeeming and that like we can't figure it all out and we just keep trying and thankfully god loves us all the same through it all, and you can just continue to try.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I I like that parallel too. How really, this is the story. This is our redemption story. Every time we go through disciplining or or discipling, yes, um, that is the story of the world. Is reconciliation, and and that's why we need Jesus. So, yeah, yeah. Gina, th- oh go ahead, Go ahead. I was gonna say one thing I noted on this chapter is that. This definitely works different as the kids get older, um, especially if the habits haven't been established already. Mm. So yes. when he talks about all those neat little things he does about how they tickle at the end or they end it with laughter or they do the brother's hug, and I thought that's so great to start when they're little because then as they get older, that's just a built-in habit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you didn't start that when they're littler, I think it would be pretty hard to start it when they're teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that's just my encouragement too any young families is start building these habits cuz they will make a difference when they're teenagers.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but along with that too like it's never too late to sort of start. Yes. Um Yeah, it's
0: mm-hmm.
3: I'll have to go home and tickle my
0: 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens.
1: I'll stay out of the
0: way. (laughs) He literally picks me up and carries me around the house. Uh, Sheena, Dan, Monica, thank you again uh, for your insights, for your wisdom, for your thoughts um, on this chapter, which perhaps for some is a very difficult chapter to listen to um, and to read through, um, because it makes us reflect on our discipline, right, how we discipline our children. Um, And I think we all... um, there are times I think where all of us maybe we regret some of the times uh, that we've disciplined and wish we could do a, a do-over uh, and do it again. Um, but by the grace of God, um, he views that differently perhaps than how we view it ourselves and gives us the grace um, to make the mistakes but to correct those mistakes. And um, I pray that to all those that are listening um, that this has been an encouragement uh, to hear this. And um, if there's ways that that we can help if you want to talk about um, discipline in your home how that has gone well or not well um, you're free to um, reach out to us here at Gateway Church and we'd love to talk to you about that uh, and to sit down and work through that together and walk that journey with you Um, but we want to say thank you to the three of you for just being open and vulnerable uh, about this topic um, with us Uh, and that is chapter three and uh, we look forward to chapter four coming up shortly Thank you for listening to our podcast for ways to develop habits in our home that will allow our children to experience Jesus. This is a 10-week study with new episodes coming out every Monday. For further study, we have many additional resources on our website for you as parents as well as for your children, also a place for you to summon your prayer requests. The 412 ministry team would be honored to pray for you and your family. For these resources and more, go to gatewaycoc.org backslash Thank you to Monica, Dan, and Sheenam for your insights, and to our producer, Jaden.